Good morning. I can't see you all because I haven't got my glasses on, but if I've got my glasses on, I can't see the book. So, so, so I'm a bit blind. But anyway, um, I think the words are coming up on the screen. Now, you'll see that the, the version on the screen is the new international version from the UK, but the version I'm actually reading you is from Tom Wright. It's called Luke for Everyone. So if there's a discrepancy in what you see up there and what you hear here, you might like to pick whether you listen or read. So anyway... So today's reading is taken from Luke chapter 1, verses 39 to 56. The Magnificent, Mary's Song of Praise. <clears throat> Mary got up then and there and went in excitement to the hill country of Judea. She went into Zachariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby gave a leap in her womb Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and shouted at the top of her voice, Of all women, you are the blessed one, and the fruit of your womb, he's blessed too. Why should this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Look, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the child in my womb gave a great leap for joy. A blessing on you for believing that what the Lord said to you would come true. Mary said, My heart declares that the Lord is great. My spirit exalts in my Saviour, my God. He saw his servant girl in her humility. From now I'll be blessed by all peoples to come. The powerful one, whose name is holy, has done great things for me. For me! His mercy extends far from father to son, from mother to daughter, for those who fear him. Powerful things he has done with his arm. He rooted the arrogant through their own cunning. Down from their thrones he hurled the rulers. Up from the earth he raised the humble. The hungry he filled with the fat of the land, but the rich he sent off with nothing to eat. He has rescued his servant Israel, his child, because he remembered his mercy of old. Just as he said to our long-ago ancestors, Abraham and his descendants forever. Mary stayed with, with Elizabeth for three months and then returned home. Blessed be the word of God. Amen. Amen. Jackie. Yes. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your uh, word and thank you for the, what you are going to speak to us and encourage us with, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you uh, speak through Jackie this morning. Amen. Amen. Thank you for God's word and for everything that's happened so far in the service. On Friday, I went to my work Christmas party. It was huge. There were 1,500 partygoers. We listened to live bands. We watched professional dancers. And we were entertained by a Charlie Chaplin impersonator. I passed on making the video making area, taking selfies, riding a Santa sleigh and dancing. We drank from three bars, we ate chips, burgers, spring rolls, prawn crackers, pick and mix sweets, and from a huge 
uh, chopped the fountain, it was, it was nearly as tall as me. I passed on the dumplings and the candy floss. But that party was really small in comparison with Mary and Elizabeth celebrating God keeping his promises. And during our reading, we attended one of Earth's biggest celebrations ever. Please keep that in mind as we explore this passage. So on the context of the passage, the book of Luke is named after the likely author, Luke. And Luke is a letter to anyone who loves God. The letter was probably written around AD 60, maybe AD 120, estimates vary. And today's reading is about events from before Jesus was born in the sense of talking about Mary and Elizabeth, and it's often referred to as the Magnificat, which is a Latin verb for glorifies. It's probably a good time to say I was absolutely useless at Latin. And Magnificat is the first word in a praise song by Mary, which is those words that you heard Jenny read out to us. And I'm glad to say with great enthusiasm. And Elizabeth and Mary are the two main characters in the passage. Let's meet Elizabeth. Elizabeth is a descendant of Aaron, the first priest, and she's married to a priest. Elizabeth and her husband have a good relationship with Yahweh and they obey him. Her husband prays for children but they're old and um, they're infertile. And in Elizabeth's culture, being barren uh, gives you a low status as a woman. And her nation has not been self-governing for a long time, and the current Roman occupation is violent and oppressive. Jehovah has been silent for 400 years. And given all these challenges, Elizabeth could be downcast. However... She's hopeful as she has great faith and she's immersed in scripture and drenched in Jehovah's promises of a great future. And Elizabeth is longing for Jehovah to fulfill his promises. She wants the Elijah-like prophet to come and herald the Messiah who will save her nation from those oppressors. She's ready for God to act. She is ready and prepared to serve God. And then something amazing happens. Elizabeth's husband returns home from work speechless. And through gestures, he explains that the angel Gabriel said they'd have a son called John. And I'm not even going to try and imagine what hand gestures those were to explain that. And John is the promised Elijah. He will prepare people for his Messiah. And God re-promises the Messiah. Elizabeth is shocked and delighted. This is enormous. This is absolutely huge. And the promise of baby John is being fulfilled. Elizabeth is now pregnant and six months along. Elizabeth praises God for his faithfulness, her pregnancy, and her improved social status. No one is looking down on that old woman now, are they? The barren woman is no longer looked down upon. Fantastic. Her life has been transformed. And this echoes the Old Testament experiences of old and barren women having long-awaited children. 
These sons, Isaac and Joseph, became great men of God. And John follows the footsteps in the Old Testament prophets. Specifically, like Samuel, his life is especially dedicated to God. And he fulfills the role of Elijah. Meet Mary. Mary is young, a virgin, and looking forward to marriage. Mary and her future husband are devout followers of Yahweh. They're descended from King David. They're part of a royal family. But her people have been under foreign rule for many years. Her family haven't been ruling. And the current ruler, King Herod, is brutal. Yahweh has been silent for generations. Given the situation, Mary could be really disheartened. But she's hopeful. She's got great faith. And she's immersed in those Old Testament promises and soaked in Yahweh's promises of this better future and his vision. And Mary yearns for Yahweh to fulfill his promises. For instance, she's looking forward to a virginal ancestor of King David bearing an heir called Emmanuel, called God with us, and also called the Son of God. She's longing for the promised Messiah to bring judgment on the proud, to bring kindness to believers, generosity to the hungry, to help the humble, and blessing for all. She's anticipating this powerful Messiah deposing all rulers and kings, getting rid of that flipping Herod, coming and reigning eternally, and restoring Israel to a great nation. She's ready for God to act. She's prepared to serve God. And then something incredible happens. An angel visits Mary and explains that Yahweh is fulfilling promises via Mary. Mary conceives by God's power, and Yahweh re-promises the Messiah. Mary is shocked and delighted. Again, this is huge. It's completely transformative. And the promise of King Jesus is being fulfilled. It's incredible. It's absolutely amazing. Mary's experience amplified Elizabeth's experience. Now let's go to Mary's party. Let's go to Mary's party. In fact, I've even come dressed to go to Mary's party with my sparkle and my party dress. And my husband has even polished my shoes. Well done, Tim. Mary excitedly visits Elizabeth. Mary greets Elizabeth. Elizabeth is filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit. And Elizabeth joyously yells, Mary and her son are blessed. Why is the Messiah's mum visiting me? When you greeted me, my baby leapt for joy in my womb. Bless you for believing what the angel said. A Mary... Well, Mary replies in triumph and celebration and excitement. She dances like people were dancing earlier. And she claps. I think this is a song where she's exuberant and partying. And she's singing. My heart says that God is great. My spirit revels in my God and Saviour. I'm worthy of being the Messiah's mum. From now, I'll be blessed to, um, I will be blessed by all people. 
The powerful holy God has done great things, even for me, even for me. The Lord is merciful to those who respect him. The Lord defeated the proud. The Lord overthrew rulers and exalted the humble. The Lord fed the hungry and sent the rich away without anything. God rescued Israel, just as he promised. As scholars say, that Mary's song reflects that old, the Old Testament. The Magnificat is in the style of a psalm. Mary paraphrases those Old Testament promises, and Mary sings in the past and the present tense, because Yahweh fulfills promises before Jesus is born and on into the future. During Mary's lifetime, God keeps his promises. A virgin in King David's family, i.e. Mary, bears the Messiah. Angels tell shepherds about Jesus the Saviour. John the Baptist heralds the Messiah. Christ is Emmanuel, always with Mary and others as child, man, and God. Our Heavenly Father calls Jesus dear son. This is my dear son with whom I am well pleased. Through his life and death and resurrection, Jesus um, saves believers from the penalty, power, and presence of sin. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them. That was in a service we had recently in this series. Our God is amazing. What God has done and is doing is amazing. Jesus offers believers a perfect relationship with God in his eternal kingdom. Jesus criticizes arrogant and selfish religious leaders. He outdebates them over and over and over. In contrast to those religious leaders, Christ says that the humble are the greatest in his kingdom and a kingdom where the poor are wel- has a kingdom where the poor are welcome and the selfish rich are excluded. Jesus miraculously feeds over 5,000 people who are hungry, and all of these are blessings. All of this is possible because of the love and mercy of God. And as I said, in Mary's life, God is fulfilling those promises. Fantastic. She is living the dream. Nowadays, today, God keeps his promises. We know many promises were fulfilled during Mary's lifetime, and also this church is part of promises being fulfilled. Christ is with us as the Holy Spirit dwells within us. She assures us of the perfect love and relationships in Christ's eternal kingdom. And we believe Jesus is our saviour, and we baptise new believers who have made a commitment to Christ. I've seen it here. Jesus feeds the hungry through the work of the food bank. Christ exalts the poor through the work of Christians against poverty. The Messiah feeds, educates, and empowers people through the Sierra Leone mission, which we may hear about a little bit about later. And other people have prayed this morning about how God is working to make disciples and reach out to the community. I heard it in the prayers. There's a whole list of additional things which we could talk about where God is fulfilling his promises that he is coming into people's lives, that he is working for a better future. Amen. Praise God. All of these are blessings. 
All of these are possible because of God's mercy. King Jesus is awesome. And also, some other ways that I remember that God is still making and keeping promises. Do any of you remember that in the COVID restrictions, our former minister Carl said that Zechariah 8 to 4 um, was God's promise to Jerusalem, but now it also applied, that at the time it also applied to Ely. So if, if we changed the word Jerusalem to Ely, it would have been, and remember this was in the COVID restrictions, very old people with walking sticks will once again sit around in Ely while boys and girls play in the street. This must seem impossible for my people who are left, but it isn't impossible for me, the Lord, the all-powerful God. And post-pandemic, that is happening, and God has delivered his promise. Amen. When I moved to Ely four years ago, God promised me that I would become a member of a church in Ely. I am now a member of this church. God has kept his promise. Amen. What a powerful God. Amen. Jesus. King Jesus is a faithful God. Let's go back to that party. Mary and Elizabeth are triumphant. They are joyful. They are excited. They celebrate God fulfilling his promises. Let's join Mary and Elizabeth. Let's have faith. Let's catch God's vision. Let's celebrate promises fulfilled. And bring Jesus' kingdom to Ely. And here's a final challenge. Do we fulfill God's promises? Please can I invite Simeon to come and share with us. And Anna's coming too. Brilliant, even better. Sorry? Okay. Okay. Do you want me to go and get them? I'll go and get them. Okay. Someone's gone. Okay, great. So if I pray for you guys, I'll, I'll pray for you while, while they come. So, Father, thank you for Zimian and Anna and also for their young children. Father, we pray that you will be with them. And Father, thank you that they um, went to the, uh, the Connection or Conference. And Father, thank you that they are going to be sharing with us now. We look forward to hearing about how you have worked massively in that Connection and for hearing about our brothers and sisters across the country and all around the globe uh, and how you are working, being faithful to them, delivering your promises in these many areas. Amen. Amen.